The opinions of Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman don't reflect the views of Gal Media. Parental discretion is advised. KFNC Mont Bellevue, Houston, a Gal Media station. Altuve drives one deep to left field, all the way back, gone! Jose Altuve on his 31st birthday hits a home run that probably feels as good as any in his career. A three-run shot. And gives the Astros a 5-3 lead. Maldonado drives one to left field, hooking, and this ball is fair gone. Martin Maldonado, a two-run home run, giving the Astros a three-run lead in the ninth. And sharply diving stop Bregman to Altuve for one. Do Double it. play, turn, ends the game. Amazing double play started by the dive by Alex Bregman. Ryan Presley, a two-inning save with some defensive help. And Altuve, who hit the big three-run home run, completes the double play. Blubber, that's a great way to leave the Bronx. Sports, 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 sports. So they just sit there and talk about sports? Well... Yeah, I think we had a baseball game and a few home runs and a birthday boy. Justice was served on the plate, the blitz, and money line. We combined it. Here we are. It's Josh Jordan and Jerry Bow coming up next. Diabolical. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, this is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're on Hello World! Welcome in to Moneyline. It's a special edition because we are hosting the Blitz. And we're in right after the Astros came through with a victory from the hometown, right? We finally got one. But before we get to that, if you're not uh, familiar with us, we are Team Moneyline. We are the Sunday show here. We host every single Sunday from 10 to noon. It's been that, that way for, what, four years now. And we've uh, also filled in on the Blitz a few times. So if you're not familiar with us, that is the statistician. That is my partner in grind at Josh Jordan 975 which is where you can find him on Twitter, Josh Jordan. What's going on, Jerry? What a great way to fill in on the Blitz with a huge Astros win over the Yankees. I'm pumped, my man. It's, there's no better way. I was driving here, and I said, man, just let it in right so we can come into this game or into the show just fired up. And the guy behind the glass, the one moving piece that's never going to change, that's Aaron. What's going on, Aaron? How are we feeling after the big win? I hope you didn't just curse me saying I'm never getting the, the one piece that's not going to move. They're going to fire me tomorrow. Now drop it. Drop it. Nobody heard it. Go ahead and drop that piece that was never said. <laughs> but, yeah, again, 713-780-3776. The phone lines are open for you because if you're not familiar with us, we are. Uh, I'm a blitzer at heart. So you're going to like what you have to hear. It's a little bit of sports and stuff. We carry the same anthem, the same motto. But coming into the show, we're going to come in a little bit hype. We got to because getting swept was not uh, ideal, right? No. No, this was a huge game. I mean, not just for, you know, to get him back to 500, which is important, but going against Garrett Cole, you know, all the stuff Altuve's been, you know, having to hear to see him, you know, really get going today, stick it to the Yankees. Looks like Altuve is back. That was great to see. And on his birthday, man, that's huge. Huge. Uh, it just every good movie come, has a good ending, right? The, you, you have that, that one moment that you wait for. When the series started, I said, be. It'd be sweet just if Altuve would have hit a home run, rounded the bases, and then just opened up his jersey like Superman at the plate. You know, maybe I was exaggerating. But if you would have told me, okay, there's going to be a few games that you're going to drop the ball some, there's going to be a few losses. But in the game against Cole, where they were heavily favored for us gambling guys, heavily favored Yankees today, 
and then Altuve on his birthday hits the home run, I'll take that. I'll take that over anything. I'm content of where it's at. Although, don't get me wrong, there was a few mishaps that we're gonna we're gonna talk about last night's game as well. But where we are right now, we have to learn to uh, to baseball fan, right? Like we can't get too 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 high too early. And I think that's what's happened this year when we came out against the A's. We wanted to we wanted to punch the world. You know, we wanted to run over everyone. And then we figured out, okay, this is baseball. It's a long season. So here we are. I'll take where it is. Yeah, I mean, you'll take that. 15 and 15, you know, it's early May. Plenty of time to, to do whatever they need to do. They got so many pitchers that should be coming back soon. We got, you know, good news on Oda Rizzi. He should be back sooner than later. Fromber could be back right behind the, you know, right around the corner. And, you know, the bullpen's kind of been the struggle for the Astros, right? But, you know, if we get these guys back, we get Odorizzi back, we get Fromber back, well, that gives you more options for some of these guys that have been starting to, to, to move to the bullpen where they could use some help. And uh, we talked about this a little bit before the show, kind of how Dusty's been managing the bullpen, right? That's, that's been something that we've been talking about. And, and Dusty's got some heat for that. Last, heat, last heat. night he got some heat for that. Today, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put the blame on me. I didn't like him going to Presley in the eighth inning. It worked out. I got it wrong. Blame me. But I didn't like Presley going in the eighth inning. I, I would have waited until the ninth. I hate putting you know pressure on guys like that. Just you know, it's in the middle of May or early May. It's not a playoff game. You know, so it, you just worry if if it doesn't go well the first couple outs with that eighth inning appearance, then you're like, where do you go from there? You know, where do you go to from there? But I think Dusty felt like we're riding or dying with Presley here. And, hey, they won the game. Dusty made the right call, but we talked about it. He, he took some heat for his decisions last night. What do you think about that? Phone lines are open just for that. If you want to give your thoughts on does Dusty deserve the heat that he got last night from, let's call it Twitter, because after that game, many think that he's uh, overmanaging or saying that he's getting too cute or making the wrong decision. But then on the other hand, you have Dusty backer that says, what does he have to work with, yeah. though? What is he working with? So whatever your opinion in 713-780-3776, is Dusty doing too much, or is he basically playing the hand he's dealt at this point? Is he because we talk about how early it is in the season. So if you start Presley, if you start stretching him out so much early, what does that leave you? Like you said, what's behind it? But when you talk about October baseball, when it's going to count, you can't have these games where your starters are giving you and I, I don't want to use the Garcia example because that was a short outing, but whenever a, a quality start and then all of a sudden your bullpen comes in and then all of a sudden you're down three runs. That just cannot happen. No, and we've seen that with Grinky recently. You know, he's throwing a lot of pitches early in these games and and just can't go very far. When you're throwing that many pitches, you're not going to get past the fifth inning, you know. And, the, and with Grinky, I get why. He has to nibble. You know, he doesn't have the stuff just to challenge guys. So, when I was watching the Grinky game a couple couple nights ago, I mean, it felt like he went three and two on every single batter, you know. And, and as a pitcher, you can't you can't live like that. You can't go three and two on everybody. You're just not going to last very long. They've been fortunate that even going back to last season, whenever they needed the Astros needed these uh, young arms to be live, to to be sufficient, to to be able to carry the load somewhat, to give you innings, they got that. Yeah. So now coming into this season, this season already you're dealing with okay. We knew Fromber already had the injury. Now you have Odorizzi. Now you have a bunch of guys in the bullpen that I don't even know who you can trust there. Trust is a strong word. I don't. I don't even want to use that. You pick them and you say, hey, you give them the ball and you just you just hope and pray 
That's what I hate. You you never want to be hoping prayers when you're handing the ball to a, someone in the bullpen, a closer. You never want to be that. And I feel like that's the position that the Astros are in right now. It is. You know, we did a, a sports map video the other day. And, and guys, if you haven't checked it out, Sports Map Houston, that's, you know, all the guys from the radio station. We have a lot of contributors. We do videos. They're on YouTube. We cover a lot of topics like this. And one of the ones we covered was the Astros are getting some guys back in the bullpen this month in May. Scrub has returned. He's already back. Paredes is expected to come back this month, and and Josh James is expected to come back. And we were kind of asking, you know, who do you trust the most out of those guys? And it's kind of a hard answer, but the guy I'm most excited about getting back is Paredes. I know he's a little inconsistent, but he showed me a lot of good things last year, especially in the playoffs. So as they get a little more healthy, I think the bullpen will improve. And I think they're in a good spot. Today, just mentally, I thought, was a big win. Just, you know, for Altuve on the road in New York, you know, he'd been scuffling a little bit. The fans have been really rough on him. So to see him take control, help them win a baseball game, I thought that was big. I think that's going to continue, you know, mentally for the rest of the season with his confidence. Let's talk about these fans for a second. And I'm not going to say there's one to draw the line, because, I mean, if you want to serve it to him, go ahead. But then... Make sure that the, the shoe fits your foot, too, right? If you, if you committed the same crime, then what are we doing here? So I, at one point, I just I told you that on Moneyline. I just, I'm ready to play the bad guy. If we're going to get this card as fans, you've been defending them. You, the fan right now, you've been defending them everywhere you have to go, whether it's social media, whether it's at your job, at lunch, and then someone comes in and you're, you're wearing your Astros gear and someone, as soon as they see it, whether you're on vacation, and then they walk by you. You get that look. I was in Vegas, and I just got that look. You got that Dodgers fan walking by you just smirking. Yeah. Like you owe him something. Like like I owe him a beer. You got to buy him a drink. Now, yeah. Right? Like I got to give him my girl. Yeah. Like, here you go. My bad. They cheated. You get an hour. At this point, it's a lose-lose <laughs> situation. I'm tired of, of defending it. They're never going to unseal that letter. So here we are. Let's play, let's play the bad guys. I'm down with that. That's why... I like how it the the series started off with Bregman going yard. You know, it's like okay, let's let's play this game, and go ahead, let them have these few games. It matters when I would never thought if you would have told me maybe you know ten twelve years ago that the Astros Yankees would be a true rivalry as of as it stands right now that that turned into a rivalry. Yeah, I like it. I love it. Yeah, but, but you know why? Because for years we were the the little guy. We were the little the little dog. You know, that stood back there, just made a little noise sometimes, but they weren't. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, here come the Astros, beating up on the big guys, beating up on the Red Sox, beating up on the on the Yankees. Yeah, we're going to the ALCS. Mm, how about every year? How about that? Is and that, they is didn't that good? like that. It would, They yeah. felt a certain type of way. Here we are. So now all of a sudden, yeah, it doesn't do any justice to, to know that. Well, when was your only – I hate when they pull this one on me. Well, how many titles do you have? How many World Series? And when you tell them, they say, when was that year? Mm. And what happened? So it's like – all right, man, we know deep down inside how it went down. Is it, is it embarrassing? Yeah, somewhat. Um, where do we go from here? We can't really do anything other than go out there and win more ball games and show it wasn't a fluke. And here we are, a few seasons past it, still dealing with these Yankees fans. And now, I hate that Sports Illustrated. I, I used to look at Sports Illustrated like, like a source of, man, this stuff, I'm not going to say that everything was supposed to be 100% true, but okay, this is a, a good source of something. Now, all of a sudden... Uh, SI dropped something about that the Astros are asking MLB to step in because, you know, they don't they feel like it's going too far. And, and they, they interviewed a certain fan. Basically, they had a whole article about um, just a certain fan's perspective on why he went 
he went and bought his costume before the game because he was going to go to the game and he was going to embarrass those cheating Astros. At which point he even went to the stadium with his, I believe it was Oscar de Grouch costume, went there, um, asked him before the game, before the day game day, hey, can I wear this? They said, yeah, they gave him the okay. Well, by the time that game day came along, they changed the procedures. They said, you can't do that. He ended up having to go stash it somewhere, went in the stadium anyways, changed his sign, and SIs post that. And it's like, they, they even used the term heroes. Heroes? Dude, I was noticing that. I don't know which broadcast you watched. The, the first game of the series was on ESPN, the, the May the 4th Be With You broadcast. I don't know if you watched the, the AT&T one, or I watched the national one. I watched the ESPN one. Which was ridiculous. I mean, they were dressed up like Star Wars characters, all the broadcasts, and they were doing game breaks with a guy in like a Darth Vader costume. And I mean, look, I like Star Wars fine, but man, that was over the top. But my point was, is throughout the whole broadcast, all they talked about was the Astro sign stealing and, and them being the bad guys and redemption and all this. Not one mention of the Apple Watch scandal with, with the Yankees and Red Sox. It's like that didn't They don't even remember happen. that. No, that didn't even happen, apparently. Yeah, that's the thing about it. I want it to be a little bit equal, but I, I'm past it. I'm past it. Let's just be the bad guys. Let's go out there and just handle the business. And 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 I think this was a step towards it, going up against the Yankees. All right, fine. Again, they take the series. Now you got Yankee fan barking at everyone. That's fine. But every time that we've seen them in the big moments as of as of late, what's happened? It's them been going packing. The Yankees are going packing. It's not the Astros. Yeah. Win, win a game sometime when it matters, guys. Come on. Uh, hey, 713-780-3776. Like I said, the show is open for you. We're going to talk a little bit about Dusty Baker versus A.J. Hinch next. The silence, the silence, the blinding, blinding. This is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. Listening to The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. Welcome back to a special edition of Moneyline as we fill in on The Blitz. That's Josh Jordan. I'm Jerry Bow Nose with a Z. We're talking a little bit of Astros celebrating that win. We want to celebrate it with you. 713-780-3776. Pop on over those beers, right? Let's get that barbecue pit going. Let's treat it like a weekend because... We didn't get swept. The Astros didn't get swept. And Altuve, whenever they were saying, F your birthday, these jerks, F your birthday, he hits them where it hurts. Yes, he does. Puts it in the stands. Puts it in someone's nachos. F your birthday. How about that? 713-780-3776. If you want to get in on this next topic, because we talked about Dusty Baker catching the smoke after the second game in the, in the series. A lot of it made sense on both directions, but... Like we said on during the break, talking on, on a few of the Twitchers here, uh, they say it's kind of hard to put it on Dusty whenever he has two guys that have major league arms. Yeah. Look, that's an issue. And one of the things we're not talking a lot about is Pedro Baez, the Astros signed in free agency from the Dodgers you know, in the offseason, and they expected him to be a guy that really contributed for the Astros, especially at the end of the games and bullpens. And he just he hasn't been healthy. You know, he hasn't been able to play. So that, that's somebody that they were hoping to count on, but he just hasn't been available. So hopefully when he comes back, you get Fromber back, Oda Rizzi, 
you know, you could really see this team take off just when they, they get truly healthy, especially with the pitching. And once you get Fromber back and you get Odorizzi back, those are your starters. They go in that starting rotation. So then some of this guys and some of these folks in this starting rotation get, get pulled back to the bullpen. Maybe where they're more comfortable. Maybe Garcia's more comfortable there. Yeah. I'm more comfortable with him there. No, I, I get And they have proven guys to be the starters. And I know a lot of people wanted Christian Javier maybe to, to go to the bullpen because he had some success last year. He's just too good, in my opinion. He is just too good. The upside is, is really massive, in my opinion, with this guy. So you just got to start him every five days, and he could legit be your, your number two, you know, moving into the future. You know, if Fromber one and him two, I mean, I think Grinky will probably be gone after this year. You know, I think that'll be the top of your rotation as we move forward, and I, I am more than fine with that. I like what I'm seeing, but the bullpen's got to improve a little bit. Yankees, you know, the stats were saying they had the number one bullpen in baseball, you know, in the broadcast the other day, but... Like we were saying before the show, we're like a month into the season. You know, this is a long marathon here. It's really early. And the reason I teased it as Dusty versus A.J. Hinch is because let's talk about the emotions of a being an Astros fan. And then you go back to A.J. Hinch and you talk about the way it ended, right? The, the Let's talk about the Grinky game. Emotions were high after that game, just like. People were giving Dusty the smoke after this last game, the, the game two of this series. They were doing the same thing with A.J. Hinch. He gave himself heat. It's a decision that I have to live with. It's a decision that the fans have to live with. It's a decision of what ifs. But it's also, you go back to the whole cheating fiasco. You go back to how it was painted to us. And at one point, they tried to tell us the story that manager A.J. Hinch went in there and he put a baseball bat to a television, and and this can't go on no more. But was that enough? And that's why I say it's a versus because for all the compliments that we uh, accomplishments that, that that were done for this organization for this franchise, you still say could he have done a little bit more? As started saying, hey, I'm gonna get I'm getting serious here. There's about to be some suspensions. We're not gonna throw everything we have a goal going for us for some trash, you know, for this little edge that you guys instead of. Well, I put a baseball bat to a TV and told him that this has to stop now. That's not enough for me. No, it's not. And I would like to throw this question out to everybody listening. 713-780-3776. As an Astros fan, what would you, if you could just pick one, would you have rather during the 2017 season, like somewhere in the middle of the season before the playoffs, would you have rather A.J. Hinch put a stop to the cheating at that point before the playoffs even started, stop the cheating, or would you rather – have A.J. Hinch not pulled Zach Greinke in Game 7 of the World Series? You only get to pick one. Which way are you going? 713-780-3776. What are you going with there? And I see that. Look, it's tough. You take, no, you take World Series number two. Yep. No doubt, because MLB had come out and said, look, we already investigated 2019. They weren't doing anything fishy. So even if with the Mike Fires bitch-ass ratting out everything, and everybody going, oh, 2017 was... At that point in time, MLB would have come out and said, yeah, but 2019 was completely clean. So, I mean, you'll always... And who cares? I don't give a damn what any other city thinks of me or what any other fan thinks of the Astros. I'll take a second uh, championship parade and a party and all that stuff any day over, you know, oh, well, they got found out for cheating. Okay. Well, now, would I rather... Ask me, would I rather have the World Series or Mike Fires get hit by a bus before <laughs> giving up the, the, the story? I'll still take the World Series. I'm with you. The, the other thing to consider is is if they had stopped the cheating like halfway through 2017, 
and Mike Fire still ratted on him. Would would it would the media be treating the Astros with any less venom? Like no. they they still would have called him cheaters and said, "Well, you got you know you got home field advantage because you cheated during the regular season." Like I don't think they would have been any less jerky about it. So so what does it matter, right? Like it doesn't matter. You go back to that game and. I even had to do a little flashback. I went back and watched it prepping for today. Just to, I just wanted to get that feeling again, and it just it makes you sick. I think just everything the way it went down. It was the amount of pitches, you know, eighty. The way that he had pitched, all of a sudden, okay, there was a little bit of scare. The the solo shot, all of a sudden they're down one, then a man on, and then all of a sudden you get him out. That's just to me added on top to you have Cole already warming up. That right there, just you mix all those factors into one pot of gumbo and you serve it and it's and it's extra spicy you know it's just extra it hurts it hurts in your chest it does because you think there's no way you pull grinky there for will harris a, the, guy, the, a guy that said he was tired before the game because he had they used him so much yeah. now harris backer's gonna come out and say go look at harris's stats that year which he was he was a hoss he, he was, was yeah he was effective but still you have grinky there high leverage situations coming Garrett cole Garrett cole <laughs> Warmed up, ready to go. You have your horse in place. You just can't make that mistake there. And he's even come out and say, AJ Hinch said, that's the decision I'm going to have to live with my whole life. We're going right here to the text line, and everyone is unanimous. Is unanimous. Everyone, Zach all day, the Zach Grinking situation. Not, not pull Grinking in 2019 easily. Dan in the Woodlands. Yep. That's just, it's not, it's just, it's something that you have to always live for, and it's never going to change. It is. And I thought it was interesting to talk about, but most people do make that their selection you know they, they go with for all the reasons Aaron gave that that's why they they would pick leaving Grinky in the game right there and I can't blame him and it would be totally worth it if you would have had those two world series within two years I mean that or within three years that's that's pretty incredible so look that's fair you know let's stick with how about today you know Garrett Cole pitched today right like that felt good as an Astros fan watching Jordan take him deep and you could see how frustrated Grinky was with that. Yeah, twice. And we would play the audio, but we can't because you can hear him cussing after he gives up what he knows is a no-doubter to Jordan Alvarez. And, and that felt good to me. Just get I know they lost the series, but knowing they beat Cole and they didn't get swept, and, and the way Altuve broke out, I, I'm good with it, man. That, that I am fine with the way this series finished out, and, and I'm excited. Needed something positive. Yeah. Right? Altuve, something positive. But then Maldonado. Yes. To get Machete in there. Machete comes out, comes up big. In situations we talk about, it would have been just easy for Dusty to to put in the right arms, put in Presley. He was in trouble as well. Yeah. I mean, early on, I was a little worried. I'm like, ugh. You know, and what do we do if he doesn't have it today? But, hey, Dusty got it right. I was wrong. That's why he gets paid the big bucks, and I do not. And the Astros are victorious. It was the right move. They shut the door and won the game. And it, sh- it sure didn't help or, or didn't hurt getting those extra pad runs from Maldonado with that home run. That, you know, that, that was nice. If you were painted the picture preseason and they were going to tell you everything that's happened thus far as, as far as even the, the COVID, you know, little, little gap where a, a few of the starters were missing and then the injuries to their arms. And and just everything that's happened to this club so far in this little amount of time, and then they told you you'd be you know sixteen and fifteen. I think I would take that. Oh yeah, I mean, look, you can get anything done. 
at this point in the year, if, if you just have a terrible, terrible start to the season, sometimes that can be hard to, to bounce back from, even though it's such a long season. As long as you're around 500, you, you got a shot. You know, you got a shot. 713-780-3776. You got a shot to get in on the show. Let's talk Astros. Let's talk Texans. Adrian, let's talk Astros. What's going on? Hey, guys. How's it going? Pretty good. What you got for us? Uh, the thing is, for me, is, is you know, people keep talking about the, the Astros. The people won't let it go out in Chicago last week with the wife, and I wore a big old white Astros starter jacket, and I just got these oh wows by people <laughs> just staring at me, and it felt wonderful. But it's just, you know, people say we were cheaters, but are we really? When the rest of the league was doing it, did we really have an advantage? And that's, you know, that's the tricky thing right there. So then, okay, what do you do uh, whenever they come back with, you know, like, what are your kids going to think about it? What are these? They start trying to throw a pull every string possible, you know, and you say, was it worth it? Did they do something that anyone, that, that no one else was doing? No, but I'm also a true believer in if not committing, uh, making a mistake and not saying, well, they did it too. That makes mine right. I don't like that. I don't, I don't like the, that approach either. To me, it's all right. Maybe, maybe they did a little bit too much because MLB had already told everyone like, Hey, we're on to this. Stop. They kept it going a little bit too much, a little bit too much. And then example, example made. We're not going to make going back to the the little dog against the big dogs. They're not going to make a big example out of these other clubs. Why not just, well, let's go ahead and just take advantage of them right now. That That's the scapegoat. But they act like the fans act like this is the first time anybody's ever cheated in the history of baseball with the Astros. You know what I mean? Like. Half of my favorite players from the 90s and 2000s got busted for steroids. They were cheaters, too, but nobody talks about that. And it's in the Yankees, of all people. Yes. Like, I'm not saying the Brewers haven't cheated because, um, yes, we've seen players. But let's say, like, someone like the Brewers or somebody, but Yankees that have deliberately been caught, right? They've been caught. They've been scolded, right? They've been told no more. And then they're talking those with what face? That girl in the stands, the one that I said, if, if methamphetamine had a face, the way that she was acting in the stands. 713-780-3776. Get in on the show. We got a lot to talk about. This is Moneyline filling in on the Blitz ESPN 97.5. When it comes to sports betting, sportsmapbets.com is the site you need. From weekly betting guides to single game breakdowns of the point spread, money line, over, under, and more. SportsMapBets has all the info you need to make the best play. SportsMapBets.com. is the blitz on espn 97.5 and on espn 92.5 live from the veritex community bank studios here's fred fowler and aj hoffman no fred no aj just a bunch of guys they call Moneyline. ones that represent every single sunday from 10 to noon espn 97.5 josh jordan's jerry bow in the i'm not gonna curse him i'm not gonna say it aaron i'm just gonna leave it at that i, I shall not curse you I will not do it to you. But, hey, opening up everyone on this line, man, just uh, shout out to everyone out on Twitch hanging out, man. We've got everyone in the house from Gotta Grind, Tizens, and I'm going to start right there because he says, if your kid cheats on a test, is that all right? Are we talking about completely different worlds here, Aaron, though? Because you seem to feel a certain type of way about that comment. I mean, you explained to your kid that it's a game, first of all, that they cheated at, and if the world ended tomorrow... 
who's going to care somebody cheated at a game? Number two, MLB has a history of teams cheating all the time. But, I mean, I'm not a parent. I'm not going to tell you how to raise your kids. But if I had kids, I'd tell them, look, people make mistakes. They do things differently. Everybody wants to get an edge. You, you make a decision at the best you can at whatever point you are in life. And if you feel bad about it, you seek repentance. You, you, know, you try to make things right. But at the end of the day, you need to look at yourself in the mirror and decide, am I being a good person or not? And if that's how you feel, if you're okay with cheating, if you can go to sleep at night, clear conscience that I cheated, cool. If you feel bad about it, maybe next time don't do it. Let me that's find exactly out what it is. Let me find out one of these Yankees fans is saying that the kid, you know, one of your kid, but then they're blowing up trash cans and, and, and dressing Oscar the Grouch going to the stadium, a grown-ass man. You know what I mean? Where do we draw the line? You're going to tell your kid that that's the way you get him back? You know, that you, you dress up as, you know, you go there as a trash can, inflatable trash can. You have a grown-ass woman, uh, you know, on on camera. That, that that video isn't going anywhere. No. <laughs> like, what kind of look is that? So at the same time where you could say, was well, that how you teach your kids? Was that how you teach your kids? Two wrong, two, right? Two wrongs don't make a right. I hate to even start using these kind of terms and phrases, but... That's where we are right now. Again, I'm ready to take off that, that, that good guy mask and say, you know what you want it? Let's get it. Let's get it. But we need a bullpen first before we can start talking like that. We do, and there's still a lot of season left. But it goes both ways. You know, Garrett Cole got caught for using that illegal substance. You know, we saw that report a couple of months ago. There were several big league pitchers that were using it, Garrett Cole being one of them. But apparently that's the approved type of cheating, and people don't care about that. You're not going to see anybody in Houston getting in some kind of costume to, to show Garrett Cole that they're upset that he put an illegal substance on the baseball you know, the guy's throwing 100, but apparently, you know, he needs a little extra to get some movement or control or, or whatever his excuse is. But it's just funny how that doesn't get talked about. But the Astros thing, and during the ESPN broadcast, it was over and over and over again. And with the Star Wars theme, and they were trying to paint the Astros as the bad guys in the, yeah. store, the Star Wars theme. They were and, trying too hard. And I'm like, we've called the Yankees the evil empire forever. You can't it take that away. It didn't even make any sense. Yeah, you can't. It just, they're just trying too hard. At, at, at one point or another, it's, all right, let's draw the line. You call it for what it is. But I started thinking, Altuve's never shaking this. He's no. never going to shake this. And going back to, we heard the reports. And we said that, we saw that a lot of them knew that it wasn't even helping them. And Altuve was on the on the front line of saying, you know what, let's stop. I don't even need this. Because we know that baseball is a it's a it's a, it's a moment of batting is reaction right it's reaction and timing and if you have to if you're used to doing something your entire life and doing it well obviously to make it to the major league level then all of a sudden now you're throwing in something that's a split second reaction that now you have to decipher somehow all right bam that's what they meant I think if you're a good enough player like Altuve was already batting the way he is I mean let's think about who Altuve was he was you can never pitch. There was not a bad pitch for him to swing at, whether it was high, whether it was low, whether it was outside. Like, it didn't matter. Single. Extra base hit. Like, we never, ever bitched about it. But then now all of a sudden that maybe he's got the yips. I don't know. I think he's just such a good guy that it, it bugs him more than the, the normal guy. I just honestly, that's what I tell my friends. I'm just people I speak with. I just I just he's not built for that. He just never was built to be. The bad guy. He's always been that guy that was on the on the hundred loss Astros, yeah. and then all of a sudden they got good. Yeah, the lovable Altuve. Like this was perfect for Bregman because Bregman doesn't care. 
You know, he'll just put it. He in likes face. it. He likes it. But, you know, Altuve's temperament's just a little bit different. And, you know, you talked about hitting bad pitch. I mean, Altuve today, he like tomahawked that ball out of the ballpark, man. He's good at those those high fastballs, man. He'll turn them around. Let's hear what you got to say. 713-780-3776. Troy, you're on the Blitz. What's up? What's going on, guys? Love the show when you're on, man. First of all, Mike Fires is a chump. <laughs> Second of all, the Astros got caught. They pushed it. They went a little further than they should have. I agree with what you're saying. They got kind of seems arrogant about it, like we're going to do it. We don't care. Third, Keyshawn in the mornings on ESPN calls the Astros cheaters. It's always been, correct me if I'm wrong, guys, but it's been a rule of thumb. If a team scores five points, you got to score six. Their bats went dead. The Astros pitchers put them in their place. If the Astros score seven runs, you got to score eight. I guess I guess the pitchers cheated too, and that's that, that's how the Astros won the World Series. I li- hang up and listen. Thanks, Troy. And that's what's so what drives me crazy is everybody remembers that 2017 World Series so differently. You know what I mean? Like, you know, because it was one of those weird World Series where the home team like won all the games. You know what I mean? But the problem was is. It was the Astros pitching that was shutting down the Yankees at Minute Maid is why they won. They weren't scoring. Right. They weren't scoring. So that narrative that that it made this huge difference is just not really true. Go look at those box scores. There was a lot of two-to-one games, and it's just not the case. It's it's not in reality, but but that's okay. They don't care. They think Altuve was – still, they think Altuve was wearing a buzzer. You know, we were putting a, a, a video together for Sports Map the other day, and there was an article from it was the New York Post, and the the point of the article was the Astros stole the Yankees' last real chance at a World Series in 2017 because that core of that team was so special, and the, and the Astros stole it from them. And in the second sentence of the article, it was buzzers was the first thing mentioned. So they they believe that's real. You know, we live in a conspiracy theory world now to where you just say stuff and you don't have to actually back it up with anything. So they're always going to believe that it was buzzers. And, and that's how Altuve hit the home run off of Chapman, you know, even after the cheating scandal. They're just always going to believe that. So all you can do is go out there and spank that ass and, and not worry about it, not care. Let me ask you something right now. No one's listening to us, Josh. It's just you and I. Did he wear a buzzer under there? Do you truly believe that he didn't have one. I don't. I, I think we would have heard about this by now. I don't. And and that was the other thing too that nobody Do you believe the tattoo story though or whatever they they I, mean, I, I I I don't know which one it is. If Altuve, you know, if it was the tattoo or if that you know he's just embarrassed cuz they've ripped off his shirt a million times before. But I do know this. Nobody calls out John Boy in the New York media for editing that video. They make it look like Altuve crossed home plate, didn't want his jersey pulled off, and ran straight into the dugout. That is an edited version. Go watch the real one. He's on the field for like a minute and a half after that home run, just walking around congratulating his teammates. They made it look like he ran into the dugout to hide, and that is not true, but nobody talks about that. 713-780-3776, and I hate to even be going back. It feels like we've gone back in time. You know, now we're, we're still talking about the buzzer. I mean, we're going back in time, or is it that time's never going to move because – these aren't even the same guys. There's a handful of guys from that team. So that goes to tell you that it's just never, 
You're never going to shake it, Astros fan. You're never. Those colors that you wear across your chest so proudly, that star, you're never going to be able to shake that. So at some point or another, it's why do why do I tell people all the time trolls come at me? Lions don't argue with the ants. Like, what's the point of arguing with them? You step on them. And that's at that point you, you step on them and you become that person. Okay, well, we're not going to shake this. You know what? We're never going to shake it as a franchise. So here, eat this pudding. Here, serve it up. Serve it up. And that's what they think they got to do. It is. And, and let's be fair. We're looking back a little bit because this is the first time the Astros have played in New York since the scandal was, was revealed to the world. So, of course, we're going we're gonna to talk about this a little bit because this is the first time the Astros have, have had to go to New York and play in front of Yankees fans. So it's a big story. You know, we got to talk about it. Blair's got to talk about Altuve. What's going on, Blair? Hey, what's going on, fellas? Um, so, you know, a lot of hoopla was about that possible buzzer, I, I guess you could call it conspiracy, um, with Altuve's home run against Chapman, um, which a lot of people don't realize. Um, I mean, you could just watch any Altuve game and knows that he, he crushes the high heat. He did it again today. Like you said, he tomahawked it. Um, a role this Chapman, however dominant, he has two main pitches. Just blow it by you a million miles an hour and a slider away. And however, especially a pitcher like Altuve that crushes the high heat, I mean, all he had to do was sit there and wait for, wait for his pitch. And a lot of people don't realize that, you know, even how good Aroldis Chapman is, he, he throws two pitches and that's it. And he, he might be good at it, but an experienced hitter like Altuve could just sit there and wait, saying, I'm not going to swing at anything low. I'm just going to wait for him to throw that 100 mile an hour. And we've seen, I don't know why people want to act like Chapman is uh, untouchable. Like we've seen him being and getting big trouble in big games. Yeah, he, he did the same thing to the Rays, right? Like he's given up these these pitches before. And, and to our caller's point, the way I remember it, correct me if I'm wrong, that at bat with Altuve and Chapman, Chapman was wild with the fastball up. He couldn't he couldn't throw a strike with it, so he tried to throw a slider just to get a strike you know? on Altuve, and Altuve was all over it. He he was all over yeah. it. That's, again, that's why people. It just sucks because they're always going to say, well, what happened at the plate that day? Why did he not? He, but then you look at the video, and the, the video that went viral was John Boy's. But it was edited. When yes. you edit something, you edit it for a reason, right? You wanted to take something out. You wanted to add something. Whatever the case, it was edited. And he wanted to make it look a certain way to fit a certain narrative. Not today, not here. Hey, it's cool. Lose two of the games in the series, but we leave out of there with a statement. Altuve, yard on his birthday. This is the Blitz, ESPN 97.5. She played me real good, took me for a ride. Now she's out fun and never playing back to real life. This is the Blitz. Blitz. On ESPN 97.5. You're listening to The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. Welcome back. It's Moneyline, a special edition of Moneyline here filling in for The Blitz. No Fred, no A.J., but we got Aaron, and he's going to guide us to the finish line, guide us to the right places because that's what he does. That's the best producer in the house. He says, hey, you're throwing shots at everyone I say. Well, maybe I am. I want to be the 2017, 19 Astros, whatever. Take me back to, 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 to the 100 lost years. 
I don't care. That's what the, just take me back to wherever. It doesn't matter. I want to be who we know they can be going forward. And that's why I want to start here because I told you before the show, I love Correa. I, I do, especially after the way the postseason went last year and, and him coming out and, and bucking his chest for, you know, for all, of, all the fans saying, you know, everyone wanted to say, just say something, but you couldn't because MLB was still investigating. Yeah. Telling Bellinger to shut the F up. Like, that was great. You felt a certain type of way. You felt, you know what? He put a statue of him right now in Houston. Put it right out there by 6'10". And then now to where we find ourselves, the way you feel towards Correa now, if you were a betting man, what are the odds that he is on the Houston Astros next year? Man, I I don't feel great about it. Less than 50-50, I'll tell you that. Look, from the beginning, and his agent has put this out there years ago. They said they would never sign an early deal to where it gives the hometown team a discount. They were always going to try and max out their money when he hit free agency. They've been very consistent with that. I think we just kind of got our hopes up that we saw McCullers get an extension, and and we knew the Astros and Correa were talking, and we got our hopes up thinking that maybe something would happen. But it doesn't look good because I think he wants around $25, 30000000 million a year, and I just don't. And he wants, I think, a longer deal, which the Astros don't want to do. I do want to ask you this, though, because – the Blue Jays are coming to town tomorrow, and George Springer, he's hurt again. Looks like he's not going to play. He hasn't been really playing this season. He's been banged up. But I, I do want to pose this question to you. Knowing that you know Springer got a deal, I think, around like $150, $160 million, something like that, and knowing what Correa turned down and knowing that Correa might very well leave, do you wish the Astros would have tried a little harder to re-sign Springer, knowing that you know, Correa is probably going to leave? Or are you like, well, Springer's already showing these injuries, and he's 32 years old, and you know maybe the Astros made the right move there? I think that I would have hoped that I would have hoped that they would have pursued Springer a little bit more. Yeah, I think from their perspective, if they knew that that Correa was going to say no to that kind of money, they would have. I think maybe it's a it's a little bit of a surprise. I'm not going to use so much the term slap in the face. Because when you think of Correa, ever since you, you set your eyes on him, you knew he was destined for big. Yeah. Like, he, he seems like a big city guy. You just got lucky that you were fortunate that, that he was here. No, I agree. And then all of a sudden, that's why I say it, it's almost like when you have too many fantasy football teams. You ever had that and your guy scores on the other and you don't know who to cheer for? I feel like that sometimes when I watch him bat because it just leaves a bad taste in my mouth knowing that he doesn't. He didn't take what's on the table. Not that he had to. Who am I to count his pockets? But do I think that the offer was had some concrete ground to it? That do I think that it was it was it was in the ballpark range? Yeah, I think that he might be over his head a little bit on, on what he's asking. Now, does the market say that? I'm not sure because I'm sure someone out there wants a Carlos Correa. Yeah, and this season will be huge if he can prove he's he's healthy all year and he plays well again. So Springer got six years, one hundred and fifty million, and and Correa turned down six years, one twenty five or one twenty. So Correa turned down six years, one twenty, and, and George got six years, one fifty. But the thing is, is you know Correa's he's like five years younger than Springer, so that's the difference. Big too. difference. Yeah. Let's switch gears here a little bit. Seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. Let's loosen it up a little bit. I want to ask you here. I know that the pandemic has been hard, right? It's been a, a tough year, over a year now, you know, just stuck in this. There was a a study came out 
And they asked, would you give up sex for a year just to be able to travel again? 40%, 40% of Americans say they would trade the ability to go traveling again for sex. But you know part of that. People love to have great vacation hotel sex. You know what I mean? So, so what are we doing when we get there? Into the traveling. We're yeah. playing Uno when we get there. Yeah. You know, like what are we doing when we get there? That's part of the vacation. Yeah, of course it is. You know, I packed for it. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> uh, no, that's that's Strap right. up. <laughs> yeah, I'm packed. All right, I'm I'm coming loaded whenever I'm on vacation. But honestly, you say to the end, nearly half, forty eight percent said they would give up their job. Thirty eight percent they said they would give up sex for one year. And, and and one out of every five said they would give up their savings or dump their partner if it means that they could take a trip in the near future. I mean, we're talking about <laughs> it's. I like to travel like the next person, but I I like the jammies too. Yeah, and I got to get divorced and pay for that if I want to travel. That sounds a little. I don't know if that's a good trade off there, but that just tells you, man, people just want to get out. They're they're stir crazy. I'm trying to get in, not out. Yeah. Seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. I mean, I don't, I don't see that as a, as an even trade off. And I, like I said, it's, it's been, it's been a tough, tough pandemic. It's been a tough, I say, year for people being, being shackled up. Let's call it right. You're just, you're just waiting for the moment to, to cut loose. We're almost there. The good times are back. There's no need to, to give up the goodies. There is. And if, if you didn't get divorced in the past year, where. It's been hard on some couples, you know, being around each other all the time. Kids are at home because they can't go to school. It's been a tough year. So if your marriage managed to make it through this whole year, then, you know, congratulations. You're you're probably good. But I understand why some people are like, yeah, I'd give it up. I'd give up my marriage to travel. It's been a tough year for a lot of people and couples. I get to tell you who gave up their marriage, Bill Gates. Yeah. Do you see that? Do you see the money behind this? Uh, that was the first thing I was curious because when you know, for example, when I saw uh, Dr. Dre's marriage, you know, or or the or the divorce, I wanted to see the numbers. Yeah, uh, you want to see that? I want to see that Beats by Dre money. You know, I want to see where all that. I want to see how much she's getting. I saw this. I'm thinking. I mean, now we're in the billions, though. You know, when someone says, "Wow, she she got a or he or whatever, however it went," you know, they got a empty sum. They get X amount a month, or you know, they made out with twenty seven million. When you get into the billions, billions. Uh, billions I'm thinking, wow. So I start right there because Bill Gates was a player. Let me tell you why. Bill Gates is coming out now that he had to deal with his now ex-wife that he could go with his previous wife one time a year to a beach vacation. Or uh, actually, I'm sorry, it was his girlfriend. It wasn't even his wife. It was his previous girlfriend. Imagine trying to fly that past your current wife. Like, hey, once a year, I'm going to go vacation with my ex. Imagine being able to just say that and it happened. I mean, so you, they, there you go again to what happens on that vacation. We were just talking about vacation sex. Yep. I started digging into this, and it's exactly what you thought it was. It was, it was non-erotic. It was, it was nothing to that sense. Basically, he says that they would sit there and, and study videos on everything from, from you know, space studies to, to, to numerical studies to, to everything. Just He said that all they would do, they, they would watch their favorite movies, and they would – you know, just study, make their own assumptions on it, and then they would come together at dinners and talk about these well, movies. They come together, all right. I got a bridge to sell you if you think that's true. You, you telling me Bill Gates didn't round first base, trying to <laughs> trying to go into second? 
studs up. Oh, you know he did. And did you see the tweet from Leonard Fournette? He said something like, you know, with Jeff Bezos of Amazon and now Bill Gates, he's like, man, if the two richest guys in the world can't keep their wives happy, what chance do I got? You know, <laughs> he might have a point. He said he bought a 1,100-page textbook on molecular biology. We studied it together. <laughs> that sounds like a hell of a date. Sure, sure, sure they do. 713-780-3776. Chris, we got you on hold. He wants to talk a little bit of Astros, but also we're going to open up a little bit of Aaron Rodgers talk, right? Because it's like a, the soap opera we didn't deserve. We didn't deserve this. They're pulling the curtain back, and we're seeing a little bit more of what Rodgers is. And I want to see what's the difference between Rodgers and one Deshaun Watson, Ooh. or is there a difference? Moneyline, filling in for the Blitz. ESPN 97.5.